From the Laurel of Asheville, I'm Pamela Pims, and this is Conversations, where we welcome artists, educators, and business owners to share their stories with us. Today, we're with Jason Rafferty, artist. Hi, Jason. How are you? Doing well, Pam. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for meeting with me today. Absolutely. And I'm eager to hear a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you got into art. So, fire away. Cool. Um, yeah, well, I was born in uh, Danbury, Connecticut, and grew up in the uh, Northeast. Uh, lived in Connecticut and Massachusetts. And um, I've always been an enthusiastic artist ever since I was um, two, three, four years old. When I was in second grade, I had a drawing that got into the principal's office, and he hung <laughs> it on his wall. It was of the Eiffel Tower. So, um, I've been into art a long time. And I moved to Asheville um, about 10 years ago in 2009 and was just really drawn to the city's diverse creative scenes going on. All the the cross-pollination of art, music, writing, everything happening here. Had you visited as a, as a child or how did you know about it? I did a lot of research about um, colleges and I wanted to kind of you know, take a road trip. I, I'd actually read Jack Kerouac's On the Road and was like, okay, I got to take a <laughs> long road trip, get out of here, you know. And, and I uh, found Asheville and was really just, uh, I found the city first and then I found UNC Asheville after that and just thought it'd be a perfect fit. And so I came down to visit with my family. It was just like, yeah, this is, this is going to be it. This is the place. Wow, so you graduated from there. Yeah, I graduated from UNC Asheville. I took kind of a roundabout way of doing it. Um, I just actually graduated in the spring, um, about 10 years after I started. But in between, I, I kind of took about five years, and we'll get into it, but got involved in the art a lot around here and abroad. And um, But yeah, I got my, uh, my degree from UNC Asheville. Okay, but you mentioned abroad. Where did you, where did you go, and did you study over there? Yeah, um, yes, I, I, I traveled to to. Uh, France and studied art uh, for the first time back in 2012 um, and uh, I found a studio over there called Studio Escalier and they teach contemporary classical figure drawing and painting Mm. so drawing the human figure and they also have a program where you copy in the Louvre in Paris uh, for half the day so when I was 20 uh, I went over there for the first time and worked with them and took a semester off from college and then was just like, yeah, I'm doing this all the time, you know? And I went back and forth from there and Asheville for about four years. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you went back to the same program, the same places and yeah, just different they, teachers? Or? Uh, it's, it's essentially a, a husband and wife that are both like master uh, painters and draftsmen. And they have two locations. They, they're in the country out in the Loire Valley. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little village that they've kind of taken over as their studio campus. And they have an international community of students who come and study there. And then they're, and they're in Paris and Montmartre um, as well, in Toulouse-Lautrec's old studio, actually. Oh, so, how romantic is that? Yeah, it's, it's really, it's a neat space. There's actually a window, like a long, tall window that was built into the wall where they could, they used to be able to ship uh, large canvases right out the, <laughs> into the street. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> so it, it's yeah, it's built as an artist studio. Did you do any of that with yours? Or <laughs> ours were a lot smaller because we had to travel, you know. So sure. I, I just had a tube of, uh, you know, like a tube that I folded all my canvases and papers and stuff into, and a big portfolio. Did you work mainly in oil over there? Or? Uh, the first program was entirely drawing, and 
I was uh, a big believer in studying drawing a lot before getting into painting. So for the first three years of, of getting serious about art, um, I just did drawing, 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 drawing. And so the first time I was over there was entirely in drawing. I started oil painting as well a little bit over there, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Nonetheless, made some cool little early studies and then later on got into oil painting over there. Yeah. Sounds very exciting. Yeah. And now back here in Asheville, how did you how did you come to be in the River Arts District? Yeah, um, so when I was a freshman at UNC Asheville, I, I wanted to get right into the city's art scene and quickly found out about the River Arts District. And I started going to a school that used to be here called the Fine Arts League of the Carolinas. They did uh, kind of classical Renaissance style approaches to art. So they had like anatomy classes going on and um, all kinds of stuff. So I started going to the, there in 2009 and also started a um, interning in, at the film mechanics studios uh, through UNC Asheville. And so I was, go, I was always like in between a number of different uh, studios and, and working artists and just trying to learn from everybody. And in one way or another, I've been in the River Arts District ever since for about 10 years. Fabulous. Do you have a favorite piece that you'd like to talk about? Um, yeah, well... Uh, this piece we actually have in the studio here right now, Her Judgment of Paris is uh, what it's called. Um, I just did a series of mythological kind of inspired uh, drawings and paintings that, that pair ancient uh, Greek, Roman, and Egyptian mythology with contemporary figures. I had friends act out as the gods and goddesses and, um, and just contemporary approaches to art making too. So folding in some abstraction into this kind of um, ancient kind of, uh, you know, subject matter as well. So really just a mashup of, of subject matter and, and time. And um, yeah, so this piece, Her Judgment of Paris, features my fiance, uh, Sally Garner, who's also an artist as well. She does installations um, in fiber. And so she and I kind of put our minds together and collaborated on this painting and she is featured kind of in the center as Venus um, and so traditionally there's like this theme the judgment of Paris is what it's called and it's been painted a lot by classical artists um, Baroque artists and traditionally it's uh, this one young man Paris who is tasked to judge the beauty of three female goddesses and they're usually like nude and maybe one of their backs is turned to the viewer so it's pretty like voyeuristic um but i wanted to kind of flip the theme on its head and kind of present a more contemporary you know feminist uh female empowerment kind of take on the myth and still kind of interact with with these historical paintings that i that i love um so yeah, for this one, the, the woman is um, fully clothed in a dress, and she's kind of in this powerful um, stance. She's sitting and returning the viewer's gaze, and she's kind of like no-nonsense looking. And um, instead of one guy and three women, it's two guys that are kind of anonymous looking. Their, their, their portraits are cut off, and so you, they just kind of are emerging kind of from the shadows and trying to offer her apples which is part of the myth too the 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 winner of the beauty contest as it were got this golden apple in the traditional painting and uh, but in this painting it's like these two guys are trying to offer her regular apples 
and she just like doesn't even care because she's got this golden apple like right under her foot. She's got this heel that she's kind of placing on top of the golden apple, and uh, so it's a fun piece, and it's kind of a, kind of a surreal looking piece as well. It, uh, there's parts of it that are just really left as as a sketch, and other parts that are pretty highly finished. And it's fun to look at in person. There's a lot of texture, and if you go up and look at it, it, it gets kind of abstract when you get close to it. But if you walk away, it kind of clicks together as a cohesive painting, mm. hopefully. It's really beautiful. It's huge. Well, I, I shouldn't say huge because it's relative, but how, yeah. how big is this painting? It's um, 38 by 50 inches, so that's a little over yeah four feet wide and about a little over three feet high. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I did about 30 drawings and paintings um, in this series, and they just kind of progressively got bigger and bigger as I got more comfortable with the series. I usually start a new series really, really small, like tiny little sketches in a sketchbook that are a couple inches, mm-hmm. and do a lot of those and sort of just work with the unconscious to sort out what's important, you know, and what to focus on. And there's a lot of um, variations that happen at a very small scale before getting very large. So I tend to plan out my big pieces pretty meticulously. Some artists kind of just dive in, whereas my process, there there is a lot of planning that takes place. But I want this illusion of, of spontaneity to have it look like it was just dashed off. You know? <laughs> well, it's, it's so interesting to look at it. And um, I'm very happy to tell you that it will be featured in a feature about you in the March issue of The Laurel. Yeah, it's really exciting to be featured in the Laurel. I followed the Laurel for as long as I've been in Asheville, and it's always been one of my favorite local publications. Oh, uh, thanks. So it's just such a thrill to to get to be featured in there. Well, you know, we love our artists here for sure. Um, and I also understand you you teach classes. So tell us about your classes. Yeah, um, yeah, I've taught classes in the River Arts District for drawing and oil painting uh, for about five years now. And they've really picked up this last year. So students come to me to study. A lot of them want to get better at realistic uh, drawing and mm-hmm. or painting. And I, I work with people of all, of all ages. I mean, uh, my youngest students have been about 12. And then I have a student right now who just turned 70. And everything in between, I have plenty of folks that are working and they're you know, mid-career and just they want to get back into art. They have a project that they want to um, take on, whether it's illustrating a book or doing a a show of portraits or um, I work with people to develop their portfolios for for school entries. And so, yeah, people just usually have some kind of objective or they just say, you know, I want to get back drawing. And it's as simple as that. And they come to me to um, just improve their skill set and I give them conceptual tools and and exercises that are a lot of fun and are pretty powerful and allow them to take on uh, their projects confidently you know more effectively feel more empowered with their work great is there anything that i haven't asked you that you know you might want to impart to the audience um, because your other paintings, they're so eclectic. Your style is so yeah. eclectic. I mean, do you have a favorite type of style? I, um, you know, I was just reading a book and it was talking about um, like like modern contemporary approaches to art. Uh, and they they said kind of they they talked about Picasso and they said you know he kind of worked in different 
periods and, and like he would start a, a you know cubism and then he would kind of be okay you know that's good and then move on to something else and so he started this whole idea of working in a project kind of based approach i mean i'm sure it was older than him but he really created this approach where you have a series of projects that you might do for a little while and then you might move on to something quite different mm-hmm. um and that can be completely acceptable uh and can so, also show a range of talent <laughs> yeah and i mean i mean a range of interests mm-hmm. and uh my my artistic heroes um, a lot of them are actually contemporary musicians. They tend to be really eclectic as well. Um, like the Israeli jazz bassist Avishai Cohen or Bella Fleck, the banjo um, player who comes through here sometimes. Um, I, I love these musicians that they, they're super talented in what they do, but they can also they can play Bach or they can play jazz or they can do something really goofy or they can do bluegrass. And, and I've always been like, since I was like young, 18, 19, starting out, I was like, I want to do that, but with painting and drawing and, and try and like just work towards that. But I knew the classical training was going to be an important part of getting there. So, um, you know, I spent a long time and continue to just work on the fundamentals and uh, work on that with my students as well. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if there's something to share with the audience, particularly um, with artists that are trying to or not just you know artists like just but creative folks that want more creativity in their life um you you do have to just believe that you can do it and and kind of have that vision in mind even if it seems wild and impractical or whatever and just start working walking towards it like one pace one step at a time so you don't have to feel overwhelmed there really is a, a way to get there from here to here there are steps yeah, there's like 10,000 of them, you know, and there's a lot of setbacks or whatever as well. And like just brash disappointments where you'll be like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm done, you know. Um, but you got to just kind of persist with it, especially when it seems impractical um, because, um, you know, there, there, you'll, you'll also be met with shocking like opportunities as well as, mm-hmm. as, just, as well the setbacks that really can push you forward towards where you want to go. So. Well, I can tell you'd be very inspiring to students and probably your fellow artists alike. Do you do you collaborate with anyone here that you'd like to mention? Um, yeah, well, I, I share a working uh, studio space that has a lot going on in the River Arts District in Asheville. We're in Riverview Station Studios. Um, so I actually uh, share a space with the artist John McKay, who is um, an amazing landscape painter. And he's the guy who I apprenticed with uh, when I was... When our school closed down, the Fine Arts League, he took me in in his studio and taught me the ground-up oil painting, the, the fundamentals, the craftsmanship. So I, I work in his studio as well. We uh, both teach out of the studio. So John McKay, our friend Elisa Lumbreras, teaches um, kids' classes here, the Young Artists Atelier. It's very popular. She does it three days a week, and she has kids as young as seven, eight, getting in, doing printmaking, oil painting, all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, we all inspire each other, and there's a lot of other folks as well, artists that I met at UNC Asheville um, that are doing great work. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just it's important to be open to, to what's going on. I also just love walking around the River Arts District and seeing what everybody's doing. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about taking a, a workshop with an artist across the way. Uh, so, you know, you just, yeah, it's, it's great. It's such an eclectic scene here. Exactly. That's, that's I, exactly. I actually do art studio tours as well, and I tell folks that's the hallmark of what we we have here is not just one style that we're known for, but 
this mash and, and it really uh, influences everybody. Ah, oh, I can see that. I, well, let's let everybody know how to find you. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'm Jason Rafferty and that's my last name is R-A-F-F-E-R-T-Y. And uh, my website is www.jasonrafferty.com. Um, my Instagram is Jason Rafferty Art. Uh, my Facebook is Art of Jason Rafferty. Pretty much, yeah. Google same. Jason Rafferty. <laughs> yeah, you can Google Jason Rafferty. Apparently, I come up pretty well with actual art classes as well. A lot of folks find me just through Googling that. Terrific. Um, but yeah, if you Google Jason Rafferty Art, um, I'll be top of the page there. So. Well, everybody, I hope you do. And Jason, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Pam.